Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, everybody, to Faked, your favorite podcast about counterfeit items and scams around the world. This is your host, Joseph Rowan, which you probably just heard from the intro, but uh, it's been a little bit. I've been a a tinge bit busy, but I wanted to get back and to jump in with some interesting uh, counterfeit items. So this week's episode is about fake Hermes Birkin bags, which are more expensive than I thought they were. When I was doing the research for this episode, I was blown away by how expensive some of these bags can go for, and it is insane. But, um, you know, with everything that's that's expensive, uh, will and can be faked. So let's just jump into this and uh, let's talk about, okay? So Hermes is known for multiple things, mostly scarves and purses. So this this particular episode is going to be about the Birkin bag. Uh, specifically, there are many other bags under the Hermes moniker, but uh, I will do an episode about uh, scarves as well in the future. I think that's an important one because those are very expensive too. I'm like blown away still, which I'm assuming you guys will be as well. So... Let's just get to it. So what is the Birkin bag? Uh, And we're not going to talk about Hermes uh, just overall, just because that has a really, really long history to it. And it's not really the focal point here, but it's specifically the Birkin bag and why it is so expensive. So the story goes on a short flight from London to Paris in 1983, fashion history changed forever. That's when Jane Birkin accidentally upended her Hermes date book, scattering papers everywhere. So Jane Birkin was a actress back in the day, uh, you know, 1980, I guess maybe currently, I don't know. Uh, that was in 1983. So, you know, that's not too long ago. But anyways, to her assistance was Hermes legendary leader, Jean-Louis Dumas. So she who, um, you know, they engaged the actress and singer in discussion for the rest of the flight. So they were up front. They had, um, you know, vested interests in each other, apparently. So Dumas asked Bir- uh, Birkin, what is your dream bag? Which he then took notes. So he then brought those notes to the Hermes workshop. Soon a legend was born. Okay, so we talked about, isn't that a lovely story? It's great. Love when those casual interactions on planes lead to... handbags. Always. It always happens. Okay, so let's talk about some of these crazy prices uh, that I mentioned earlier. So a Birkin went for $222,000 in 2015, making it the most expensive bag ever sold at an auction. That record, however, did not last long because in 2016, it was beat by another Birkin, which sold for $300,168. In 35 years, the Birkin value has increased by more than 500%. Boy, geez, I thought that said 50%, which is still impressive. 500%. Like a house or a work of art, it has become an object. A buyer will fly across the world to inspect before purchasing. So 
it's really no wonder why counterfeiters really, really, really love this bag because if there is the promises of one existing, it can foster up to what a house or expensive car is worth. All right, so it looks like uh, Deborah Kent, founder of Mighty Chic, has specialized in Hermes for nearly two decades and is still moved by the luxury house's crafts, craftsmanship, quality, and world of colors. I'm throwing um, air quotes on that one. Apparently, it's something that they, they have um, in their line. So no, nonetheless, she warns some of the bags coming out of Italy are so good that even Hermes has a hard time telling, okay? So to avoid being taken, the first imperative is to know your seller, she says. You have to do your homework. You have to ask questions. You have to see that this is somebody that's been around for a very long time, not somebody who's there to make a quick buck. You know, this sounds very familiar. Basically, every episode I talk to you about reiterates a lot of this stuff. So you even need to know who exactly your seller is buying from. So you need to know that lineage behind it. So And, and of course, you must be familiar with the bag itself, especially the details that counterfeits get wrong or worse, the ones they get right. So we're going to be talking about um, some of the specifics on these bags. And if you're not familiar with the bag, that's totally fine because I myself was not as well. So let's look at uh, like any really luxury brand. Let's look at this stamp. Okay. It's just like a Louis Vuitton. You know, you want to look at that stamp and you want to look at it closely. So beneath the front flap of a real Birkin is the phrase of dreams. Hermes Paris made in France quite elegant, I would say. So label stamps are lightly pressed into the leather in gold, silver, or as a colorless imprint. Metallics generally match the hardware. So check that the accent is correct on the E. Make sure you look at the E and that there is a small little, what looks like a leaf accent on top of it. So check that the stamp is perfectly centered, the correct distance from the top, which is very close to the top stitching, and that the letters are clear and fine, not heavy-handed. It shouldn't look engraved, painted, or irregular. So the label stamp may have additional markings, such as those indicating an exotic letter or a special order, which is that horseshoe label that if you do look this up, it'll show. By familiarizing yourself with the quantities or qualities sorry, of an authentic stamp, you'll be better prepared to win a game of spot the fake. So stamps, very important with any luxury brand. So make sure you pay attention to that. That's going to be a big tell. Next up, we're looking at the lock. So this is also big with Louis Vuitton, which if you haven't heard yet, check out my episode on how to determine whether a Louis Vuitton is fake or real. Okay, so let's look at the lock. So since 2000, both lock and keys are stamped Hermes and numbered. The numbers on the lock will correspond with those on the keys. However, before, because the style of numbering has changed throughout the years, authenticating through this inconsistent detail is a, a little difficult. So instead, consider the quality of the lock and key as well as their engravings. Hardware is primarily in either uh, gold or palladium, which lends a substantial feel to it. So... The toggle should move smoothly and all engravings should be crisp and refined. It should not be a clumsy lock. Keys are enclosed in a leather clochette um, that loops through the bag's handle. So Hermes attaches keys directly to a leather band. It doesn't use key rings and takes a look at the uh, clochette itself. Is the part that houses the keys made of one piece of leather folded at the top and sewn on the sides, or is it made of two pieces of leather sewn together on three sides? If it's the latter, it's a fake. So it's one piece of leather 
kind of like a, um, a bag from, again, Louis Vuitton. They use one piece of leather. They don't uh, stitch them together. So next up, let's look at the shape of it. So it's the Parisian equivalent of the Royal Guard standing outside Buckingham Palace. So the posture of the Birkensensi a message of status and discipline. So an authentic Birkin doesn't slouch or bulge. It's straight, symmetrical, assured. It's perfect from every angle, okay? Um, Diane D'Amato, uh, director of luxurious uh, accessories at Heritage Auctions, she um, is the one quoted that says it's the perfect from every angle. When she looks at it, and you can just tell by the way it floats, by the way it just seems to defy gravity almost. So quality leather enables the Birkin to maintain its impressive form. It also can't hurt that Hermes has a spa in Paris dedicated to the upkeep, upkeep of its classic bags. So if you think you have it bad, um, just know that there are purses out there with spas in their um, that's particularly made for them. That's crazy. You know, we don't have spas in our house, but bags do. It's like those rich dogs that you hear about that have like six-story houses and they're dogs. All right, so your proportions are important, says Kent. Um, does your handle look too tall or the uh, face too round? The most popular Birkin sizes are 25, 30, 45, and uh, 35 and 40 centimeters. Sometimes you get a bag that's a little bit oversized, a little bit undersized. That's usually an indication that it's authentic because they're handmade, right? So not every single bag will be exactly the same. It's my theory on pizza, and I know those are very big, two different things. But, um, you know, I'd rather have pizza that's irregular-shaped uh, or maybe even like bad one time and good one time, because at least it means it's handmade. But if it's average every time, I have a problem with it, just because it means it's factory made and always gonna be average, never exceptional. Next up, let's look at the leather. That's always an important one. So one of your first giveaways to an authentic bag is the leather. There's just nothing like the smell and the feel and the look of an authentic Hermes bag. Okay, Birkins come in a variety of leathers, including box calf, uh, chamonix, chamonix uh, it's C-H-A-M-O-I-N-I-X, so you can look that one up. Togo, Clements, Swift, Epsom, and Jord, which is F-J-O-R-D. These exotic letters include, or leathers include alligator, crocodile, and ostrich, which I did not know ostrich had leather to it. That sounds crazy. I now want an ostrich leather jacket. That sounds awesome. So each year, Hermes creates different colors and different leather, uh, leathers. So we, and this is them quoting, so we make sure that the leather is correct with the color. Not every bag in every color is made in every leather. So they, gosh, that's, that is quite the, the lineage there of wording, but it, apparently not every bag in every color is made in every leather. So that's important too, is to cross-reference what bag it is, what availability they had, what choices they only had available with that. All right, so on to the next one, which would be stitching. So um, stitching is done by hand of an experienced artisan. The stitches on the Birkin are slightly angled, tight and precise. Generally, the thread is the same color as the bag. Since the stitching is hand done, it may have small inconsistency, but it will, it will never be messy. So sloppy work such as loose or hanging threads is the work of a counterfeiter, not a lazy artisan, because it just doesn't stop at the artisan. 
Okay, there are, apparently there's no lazy artisans in the world of Hermes. They got to get paid buco bucks for this if you're talking some of these bags selling for six figures. It's crazy. But um, yeah, with counterfeiters, they're going to have just, uh, it's probably going to be machine stitched. It's going to have all that stuff because if they're going to do it by hand, they might as well just make their own company, you know, that sells high quality handbags. But that's not what they're there for. They're there, there to make a quick buck. So next up is the blind stamp. All right, so in 1945, Hermes began dating bags with letters of the alphabet. And uh, it began the year with A and ended 25 years later in 1970 with Z. Then the cycle began again with the addition of a new notation. From 1971 through 1996, letters of the alphabet were surrounded by a circle. And from 1997 until very recently, the letter has been surrounded by a square. On the Birkin, this information was found on the underside of the tab strap. So this all changed in the past couple of years when it, it, uh, in its consistent battle against knockoffs, Hermes moved from uh, these markings to inside the bag and changed its coding system to one that is less decipherable. Obviously, that was like super easy if you're, you know, not really adding any barcodes or year dates and Blah, 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 blah. It just seems like it's just a letter, you know? That's not... Anybody can do that. So anyways, uh, Hermes moved these markings to the uh, inside of the bag and changed its coding system to that um, clearly less decipherable, uh, you know, marking system. So while this change caused initial um, consternation among uh, collectors, because obviously if you have that and you're counting on that system and now we're shirking that system... It, you know, some of the, the high-class owners of these bags that have been collecting for a while might have gotten a little bit um, upset, but in the end, everyone wins because this new system, uh, any bags that hopefully they're going to buy in the future is going to be um, a little easier to denounce counterfeitism. So kind of interesting, a little snafu they found themselves in, but it's good that they, you know, move forward and try to make sure everything's solid. So... Next up, the zippers. Zippers are always huge. This is actually the first thing I look at when I do look at bags or uh, things that are expensive. Zippers are really hard to recreate, whether it's the smooth smoothness of it or just like the actual engraving. So on the zipper of an authentic Birkin, the name Hermes is engraved, engraved on the metal pole with its lower half toward the leather pole. As always with engravings on Birkin hardware, the final effect should be clean and elegant, not slapdash or thick. Because counterfeiters have been known to figure this out, although they don't always, another way of assessing the zipper is by judging the action itself. So zipping a Birkin should be a luxury experience, the motion smooth and uniform. It should convince you that the, uh, that the one highly trained artisan sat with that bag and the zipper tested it for perfection and was ultimately satisfied. That's huge because that's the experience I'm talking about. When you do, it's, it sounds weird, but like, you know, those coats we had when we were young and we're like, you know, fighting through it because the back flap would get caught in it. That's not a luxury experience. That's just frustrating. But I've uh, had the honor of experiencing some of these really nice, whether it's a coat, like a really nice coat, zippers, it's like butter. I mean, it just goes up and down, up and down. It is beautiful. Nothing's getting in the way. All right, so next we'll talk about the uh, authenticity card. So Hermes does not, will not, and never have provided an authenticity card with its bags. Counterfeiters do, however, which is hilarious. So the same goes for hand uh, hang tags. They don't exist in the authentic world. So keep that in mind, okay? 
when looking at uh, purchasing a bag and they're like, oh, look how authenticity, or look at the authenticity of this bag by uh, proof with the authenticity card. And they don't have them. So kind of an interesting that the counterfeiters would go that route, but I think they're preying on the fact that people may have heard of the bag, but have never owned one. And now is their chance to own one. So pretty interesting stuff there, I would say, because it's actually like an addition of something that wasn't there. All right, so the base of the bag. So let's we're looking at the bottom of the bag now. So some counterfeits, uh, shortcuts may be easy to find, but only if you turn the bag over and look at its base. Do the feet twist off? They won't on a real Birkin. Are they shorter, wider, or even just cheaper looking than an authentic bag? Be aware. Finally, the leather pattern might offer a valuable clue. For example, the pattern should run side to side along the length of the bag not top to bottom. This is the kind of detail that could escape common counterfeiters. So something that maybe they, uh, the counterfeiter saw as invaluable to, um, you know, making it look real ended up being just the pattern and the consistency of real bags versus fake bags. So guys, that is it for the fake Hermes bag episode. So remember guys with faked items, there are those who produce them, those that purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.